Today on Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. God doesn't really listen to excuses. He sees through the smoke screens. Well, I know I shouldn't have said it, but you shouldn't have. You think he's going to buy that? No, he doesn't buy that. He doesn't buy that. Proverbs 10, 19 says, In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. But he who restrains his lips is wise. Thinking before speaking, it's a nice concept, but not so easy to put into practice. Today, Pastor Robert continues walking us through the book of James and reminds us that words have consequences and God can see through any excuse we could ever come up with. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you, our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. But for now, let's join Pastor Robert in the book of James, chapter 3, verse 2, with today's study. I have actually made mistakes in the past. Yeah. So you should pay attention to what I say. You should look for it in the Bible. And if you don't think you see it, you should send me an email. Just be nice. That's all I ask. I don't mind being challenged to to look further, to study more deeply. Because I've been studying this book now for 30 years. And every so often I find out, oh gosh, I think maybe I was looking at that incorrectly. Wow. James warns us here, don't be too quick to reach for a teaching assignment. Everybody, he says, has a problem with their tongue. Everybody. Teachers are going to be held to a stricter account regarding what he refers to as a fire starter. Later in the text, he continues, if anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. What's he saying? Well, think about it. Are there any perfect men? No, we've already established there's no such thing, right? There are no perfect men. So is anybody able to perfectly bridle the whole body? No. No. You don't stop being a human being on the day you get saved, you know, after your baptism. It doesn't, doesn't work that way. No. You, the process of, call it what you will, sanctification, cleansing, it's an ongoing process. Now, it should be a visible process, you know what I mean? Others should be able to look at your life and see that things are changing. Things have changed. Things are changing. It should be visible. We should be able to see that. It's, it's ongoing. But it's not immediate. It's not instantaneous. Yes, something happens in the instant that you make the decision to stop doing it on your own and start actively looking to the Lord and pursuing His will and studying His Word. You know, when you make that decision to commit yourself into His care and, and, and begin following Christ Jesus, something happens. Something takes place. The process begins. He breathes His life into us. And it starts. But like he promises at one point that he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's not a one-time 
thing. I believe that's a big part of what Jesus illustrated to the disciples in the foot washing ceremony that he did. Do you remember the story? At the Last Supper, and he, you know, Jesus, the Bible says he picked up the towel, he got some water, he washed all their feet. Peter didn't want that, and like, then you have no part with me, Peter. And Peter said, well, then give me a bath. And Jesus was like, you don't need a bath, Peter. You already had a bath. Just let me wash your feet. The Bible tells us in Psalm 14, verse 2, the Lord looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand, who seek God. They have all turned aside. They have together become corrupt. There's none who does good. No, not one. How can he possibly say that? I mean, we have a room full of good people right here, right? No. Thank you. No, we, we're, we're following, hopefully. We're doing our best. We're, we're looking to him to cleanse us, but we all need cleansing. None of us is perfectly good. When God talks about good, he's talking about the absence of bad. There's not even a microscopic portion of badness present when he says it's good. It's untainted. And that describes no one in this room. Every single one of us needs his mercy. You know, again, Luke 18, 19, Jesus himself said it. You know, the guy came up to him, good teacher, and he's like, why do you call me good? There's only one who is good. No one is good but one, that is God. There was so much he was saying in there, but the thing that we need to not miss is no one is good but one. Jesus said, God, none of the rest of us measure up. The cleansing process is just that, a a process. Nobody perfectly harnesses the power of the tongue, the Bible says. But that doesn't mean we should give up trying. Just say whatever comes to your mind. You know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just real. So, well, stop being so real and start being a little more Christ-like. Right? You see what I mean? The Bible says you're supposed to die and follow him. The Bible advocates, you know, in my, in my morning devotions here, here lately, I love Oswald Chambers. You know, he's, he's, his wording sometimes is a little baffling to me, but he, he talks about this subject that you and I are supposed to be decreasing and Jesus increasing. And that it's a deliberate decision that we make, clearly from Scripture, to deny ourselves and put to death sin in our mortal bodies. We have to fight hard to control our tongues. Some of us harder than others. It's a constant struggle for me, just to ask my wife. Constant battle, especially if I'm a little fatigued, a little cranky and irritable like I am this morning. <laughs> Stayed up too late, you know. Had a function last night that didn't finish till midnight and then had to be up early and be here. And, and, and as my, my old boss used to say, yeah, your reserves are depleted. The normal buffer that you have between the brain and the tongue, it's diminished. Be careful when you're like that. Because you will still give an account. Do you understand 
God doesn't really listen to excuses. He sees through the smoke screens. Well, I know I shouldn't have said it, but you shouldn't have. You think he's going to buy that? No, he doesn't buy that. He doesn't buy that. Proverbs 10, 19 says, In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. But he who restrains his lips is wise. You see that? I don't care how real you think you're trying to be. The Bible says, restrain your lips. That's wisdom. Matthew 12, 34, Jesus warned the Pharisees of his day. He said, brood of vipers. Man, where's that loving, tender, sweet Jesus? You bunch of snakes. How can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. That's Jesus, okay? So don't start talking to me about law and grace, because that's Jesus himself saying that God is paying attention to every word that comes out of your mouth. You will answer for it. He also says here that it's the heart that feeds the tongue. If your heart is black, then your speech is going to be black. If, you're, if you're, your heart is filled with light and love, well, then your speech is going to be filled with light and with love. Right? I'm not making this up. But the Bible also seems to say that the tongue is able to influence the heart. That's fascinating to me. Look back at it with me. James 3, verse 3. Continuing in our chapter here, he says, Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they're turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. The body of Christ is so blessed with the technologies that God has given us these days. Being able to share Bible teaching through the radio is wonderful. A couple of other great resources are Facebook and Twitter. For most of us, these resources are part of our everyday lives. And we want to be a part of that experience with you each day. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and follow the link to the Calvary Chapel Miami Beach Facebook page. It would be great if you like our page and become our friend. 
Also, we invite you to follow our Twitter feed. We share information about upcoming studies at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, encouraging scriptures, and much more. So please check out MainThingRadio.com, our Facebook page, and Twitter feed. Now, to receive a copy of this message, please log on to MainThingRadio.com, where you'll find the Main Thing Radio media player. You can listen to today's message, download today's message, or subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast. Finally, we'd also like to ask that you consider supporting Main Thing Radio. We've provided a secure option to give towards the ongoing expenses of this ministry at MainThingRadio.com. Simply click the Donate button. You've been listening to Main Thing Radio, the teaching ministry of Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Tune in next time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.